And at this time, we want to welcome you to another broadcast of Sunshine USA here on Spotify and Anchor FM and all the other platforms that we do Sunshine USA on. It is a great joy to have you tuned in. And of course, as you know, this is a, a podcast dedicated uh, to the in-depth teaching of the Word of God. And so, um, and, and you know, we're not too far away from the time that we will celebrate another anniversary of this ministry. We started this ministry, Sunshine USA, way back in September of 2012. And basically, this ministry has been in continuous uh, operation ever since. Uh, I was living in Brandon, Mississippi when we started this ministry, and then we moved to Greenville, South Carolina, and then I had a fairly traumatic uh, heart surgery, a five bypass open heart surgery. But in spite of all these upheavals, and now, of course, the latest upheaval, me living in an assisted living facility, we have managed uh, to keep this podcast on the air. And our, our goal really is two, twofold. First, we want to tell people about Jesus. And then secondly, we want to teach people the Word of God so that they develop uh, an in-depth knowledge of the Word of God. The most important thing you can ever do is to get saved and come to know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. And then after that, the most important thing you can do is get yourself into a study of the Word of God. That's the most important thing you'll ever do. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, let's get out our Bibles right now and let's turn in our Bibles to First um, Timothy chapter 4. That's First Timothy chapter 4. Now, I'm looking this up on my smartphone um, even as I talk to you right now. These smartphones are amazing. They are a great asset to the study of the Word of God. And there are several apps out there for Bible study and the good news is many of these apps are free. Now I have two Bible study apps on my phone. One is uh, a Bible app called uh, Bible Gateway, and the other one is called Bible Hub. And these are excellent Bible study aids. Uh, there's also the version, I believe. Uh, it's another great Bible app that you can have. Um, I don't think you can have too many. I think everybody should have at least one if they have a smartphone. Now, as we get into 1 Timothy chapter 4, in verse 1, now remember Paul is talking here to Timothy. Timothy is his apprentice in the faith. Paul is teaching Timothy everything he knows about being a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he tells Timothy in verse 1, Chapter 4 in 1 Timothy. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the matter, that in the latter times there shall be a departure from the faith. 
giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Now, I want us to focus on this very first verse of the Bible where it says, now, or the first verse of this passage, and it says in 1 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. Some shall depart from the faith. Now, many of you probably know someone who has departed from the faith. You know someone who used to go to church all the time. They used to read and study their Bible all the time. Maybe they used to be in the ministry. But now they're doing absolutely nothing for the Lord. Now you can't tell any difference between the life they're living and the life that somebody out in the world is living. And that's just an example of what the Bible says here that in the latter times, in the latter days, we have a situation where men will depart from the faith. They will depart from the faith. They will backslide. Some of them. Now some of them, I believe, have never been saved. Now if a person, you know, uh, seemingly backslides, but they never come back to the Lord... I would say it's a pretty good indication they were never saved in the first place. Because one thing about the Christian, if you are a Christian and you have the relationship with God you should have, you're not going to be comfortable committing sin. You're going to feel bad every time you commit a sin. And so one of the important things that you need to do is to Say, God, forgive me every time you sin. I try to pray every day, in fact, more than once every day, I pray that God will forgive me of whatever sins I've committed up to that point. Now, I'm not informing God that I've sinned because God already knows I've sinned. He saw me when I did it. Now, sometimes we commit sins of commission. This is where I go out or you go out and deliberately do something that God said, no, you're not supposed to do that. Now, sometimes we commit sins of omission. This is where we actually fail to do something. We actually fail to do something that God has told us to do. And so that's why there ought to be maybe several brief prayers at least that you pray every day where you just simply pray and say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. One thing I like to do when I say the blessing just before I eat, uh, that prayer will include asking God to forgive me for any sins I've committed up to that point. You know, it's a very important thing to do. Now, of course... In a way, what Paul is saying here in the first part of 1 Timothy 
chapter 4 is a little bit of what he was saying in the previous chapter, and that is that there's an awful lot of false teachers out there. Now let's go to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6. Now if thou put the brethren in remembrance of these things, thou shalt be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and of good doctrine, whereunto thou hast attained. But refuse all wives' fables, and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that is now and of that which is to come. Now, one of the things that Paul points out here is that we should be nourished in the words of faith and of good doctrine. <laughs> now, you know, one thing I'm afraid of is that we're not hearing enough strong, powerful doctrinal preaching today. And part of the reason is, if you've got a super church, a mega church, and you've got, say, 10,000 members, you don't want to offend anybody, because if you do, pretty soon you're not going to have a mega church anymore. And so we have pastors today, we have television preachers today that are afraid to talk too much in depth about Bible doctrine. But I hope that you will definitely pick up some Bible doctrine on this program because one of my aims on this program is to correctly teach the Word of God. To correctly teach the Word of God. That's part of my aim. Because to me, nothing is more important than that. Then he also talks about the words of faith. You know, the Bible says without faith, it is impossible to please God. Sometimes we can't figure things out. We just have to faith it out. Now, there's a difference, by the way, between faith and stupidity. Now, and sometimes I might add the, the line is very thin that separates faith from stupidity. I mean, if you're going to go out on a limb, I'd make sure that God is telling you to do it. You know? <laughs> I heard about uh, this one preacher. Everybody told him he ought to go out and start his own church. He was one of the assistant pastors of a fairly large church in town, but everybody kept telling this guy, you don't need to be assistant pastor at that church. You need to go out and start your own church. And so many people told him that, he, he decided, you know what, I think I'll do that. So he quit his job on the big church staff, and he went out and started his own church. He rented a building, and he signed up to get the utilities turned on, and he bought some church furniture and all this. And, of course, he did this all on credit, costing him thousands of dollars in monthly payments and the end result was when he started the church nobody came in fact even the few people that wanted him to actually go out and start 
his own church. They never came. And he ended up in financial difficulty for a long, long time. Because you see, he went out and did something that people wanted him to do, but God never called him to do it. But now on the other hand, when God calls you to do something, when God tells you to do something, he will provide the need that you have. That's why uh, even though I want to see the ministry of Sunshine USA grow and expand, I want to make sure that we don't grow too fast. And I want to make sure that we don't grow faster than the love offerings will allow. Now, as you know, I, I give you information on many of our broadcasts on how you can financially support this ministry if you desire to do so, if you feel out of the Lord to do so. Now, I might add, by the way, we never ask anybody to give money to us that belongs to your local church because if you are a Christian, your first obligation is to financially support your church. And then, as your finances permit, you could support other ministries, such as this one, Sunshine USA. Now, Paul goes on to say, don't uh, put your faith in profane and old wives' tales. Exercise godliness. Live by the principles of the Word of God, and you'll never go wrong. And then he talks about bodily exercise. Now, you know, everybody's thinking about athletics right now because the Olympics are going on in Japan. And they'll be going on for a couple of weeks, as I understand it. Conditions there are very hot, and the, the rate of COVID spread there is even higher than it is here in the United States, for example. But here you have athletes competing against each other for an earthly prize. Now, Paul said bodily exercise profit of the little. Now, by the way, he's not condemning bodily exercise. If you have an exercise program, Paul says, hey, that's great. But it's even more important to have your spiritual exercise. Now, of course, that includes things like prayer and Bible study, Bible reading. And then notice something else here. He says in verse 10, For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach, because we trust in the living God. See, Paul knew what it was to suffer. Once Paul got involved in the ministry, he knew that he would probably spend as much time in prison as he would anywhere else. It used to be said that when Paul came into a new town, he wanted to see what the jail looked like because he knew he would probably end up there before his stay in that town was over with. There's a sense in which if you and I do the work that God has called us to do, then you know what? We're going to suffer. We're going to face persecution. We're going to face opposition. We can expect it. If they persecuted Jesus, you better believe they're going to persecute you and I. Amen? 
Amen. But we put our trust in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially to those who believe. And then he says in verse 11, These things command and teach, let no man despise thy youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, in purity. Now, Timothy was a young man. He was a young preacher. And Paul says to Timothy, don't let anybody despise you because of your youth, but rather be an example to them. Be an example by what you say, by what you teach in the Word of God, in conversation, that is, to be an example by the way you live, in charity, you need to love others, you need to serve others and meet their needs, in spirit, in faith, in purity, faith. <laughs> I tell you, you know, I always love to see anybody get saved. I mean, even if you're, say, 96 years old, I love to see you get saved and come to know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. That's so important. Even if you're 96 years old. But you know, when a young person gets saved, for example, when a teenager gets saved, in some ways it's even more exciting because you see, that teenager doesn't just have a heart to give Jesus. They have a whole life they can give Jesus. Now, by the way, if you're in your 90s and you've just recently gotten saved, guess what? There are things you can do for God. What can you do for God? First of all, you could pray. You could pray for preachers like myself and others that are out here doing the work of God. Secondly, you'll be surprised how many opportunities you get each week to share your faith in Jesus Christ with other people. One thing about me, I want everybody I come in contact with to know that I'm a Christian, that I know Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. And now, of course, that I'm living in an assisted living facility, I have doctors and nurses and visitors coming in, and I want to make sure that while they're here, I have an opportunity to tell them about Jesus Christ. And by the way, I might add, I'm probably the only person living in an assisted living facility or nursing home who does their own podcast with a worldwide audience. I thank God for that. And he wants Timothy to be an example of all this and give attendance to the reading and exhortation and doctrine. He says here, not neglecting not the gift that is in thee that was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the pres by the presbytery. In other words, he's telling Timothy, remember the vow that you took when you got ordained into the ministry. Remember that. And don't neglect the gift that God has given you. Keep doing 
the work that God has given you to do for as long as you're able to do it. Now, in my case, God's called me to preach. Now, I, I may not be able to go out and hold big city crusades like Billy Graham once did, but I can certainly preach the gospel on the Internet right here from the assisted living facility where I live. You see, I will always work hard to find a way to do whatever it is God has called me to do. And basically that brings us to the end of 1 Timothy chapter 4. Now next time, I want you to go ahead and read 1 Timothy chapter 5. And if you really get ambitious, I wouldn't mind if you also go ahead and read 1 Timothy chapter 6. Those are the two remaining chapters here in 1 Timothy. Then we'll go on to 2 Timothy. So there you have it. Um, but anyway, like I say, that brings us to the end of chapter 4 in 1 Timothy. And I hope you're enjoying this series of Bible studies and messages from 1 Timothy. Uh, like I say, apart from Jesus Christ, Paul, in many ways, is probably my favorite character in the whole Bible. Now, by the way, pretty soon, probably in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be doing an, a radio interview with the Apostle Paul. Now this is, uh, you might say, a dramatic special broadcast that I'm going to be producing in the next two weeks where I sit down and interview Paul. It's going to be a very interesting broadcast to say the least. It will be probably both humorous and entertaining in places, but it will also be one of those broadcasts where you learn a lot about the Apostle Paul. And I look forward to doing that probably sometime in the next couple of weeks. But you might be telling your friends to be looking out for that particular podcast. And I'll probably get publicity out ahead of time when I do that particular podcast because it will be interesting. It'll be one of those podcasts you'll probably want to download and keep for future reference. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, if you have a Bible study question or a prayer request, uh, you can contact me by email. The best way to do that is by emailing me at one of my two emailing addresses. Uh, one email address is warrenlandis at yahoo.com. The other one is warrenlandis at gmail.com. All of these are lowercase, and uh, it's a quick and simple way to let me know whatever Bible study questions or prayer requests you have, and I will pray with you over any need that you have. I'll answer any Bible study question that you have. Now, in the event that you give me permission, I will also share this with our unseen, unnumbered radio audience. And they will join you in prayer over whatever issues you're facing. And they will certainly uh, 
benefit from the question that you ask because chances are if it's a question you have it might very well be a question they have as well and it will not only help you when I answer that question but it will help them as well now my snail mail address those of you that want to write to me and communicate with me the old-fashioned way my, my my snail mail address is Warren Landis 402 West Main Street Green, uh, Taylor, South Carolina. Taylor, South Carolina. And zip code is 29687. That's Warren Landis, 402 West Main Street, Taylor, South Carolina, 29687. Now, by the way, if you would like to text me when we're not on the air, that is, or if you would like to call me when we're not on the air, my personal phone number is 864-346-5007. That's 864-346-5007. That'll give you an opportunity to call me or text me. Actually, I prefer, if possible, that you text me. Uh, let me know where you're listening from and, and how this radio ministry, Sunshine USA, has benefited your life. I'd love to hear it. And... Uh, Hopefully, uh, this broadcast is just part of your spiritual life. I hope that you make time to go to church. And also, just as important, I hope that you make time to read and study the Word of God on your own. And I would never suggest that anybody use this or any other Internet ministry as a replacement. For going to church it's great to listen to the Bible being preached and taught online but it's even better when you can hear the gospel preached and taught in person and that happens at church and and of course church can give you something else that you can't get online and you know what that is it's called fellowship real human Christian fellowship and you'll be amazed at how that will strengthen you in your endeavor to live for the Lord. Well, until next time, this is Warren Landis saying God bless you. And don't fret none because I'll be back. And I'll see you next time on Sunshine USA.